my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. Karen. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am very excited for today's subject, so I'm just fantastic. I see you got these new fancy I got things. new fancy things. Um, what are they called? Fancy circles. <laughs> um, pop shields. Pop shields. Professional anti-spray net for our microphones. Yay. Yay. And hopefully that's going to help cut out some of our weird clicky noises you say that click yes because i click too (laughs) so anything new with you no not really um rylan started uh this rock band group after school he's gonna learn how to play the bass guitar he's pretty excited about that uh nothing really with me so much oh that's right i watched the new are you afraid of the dark is it any good i really like it scared ashlyn that's pretty good might have to check it out (laughs) i really like it so i kind of can't wait for this friday because it comes out every friday so i'm I'm really excited about that it's gonna it's good stuff so that sounds like a good show yeah that's pretty much all i've been doing researching and watching tv with the kids yeah i watched three-year-old cartoons for a three-year-old and then whatever my husband's watching while i'm half asleep on the couch finally got my first giggles out of the baby Yay! You were adorable. <laughs> I love little baby giggles. And I'm no longer mad at him when he wakes me up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because he grins at me when I gotta pick him up, which makes all the frustration of why are you waking me up disappear. Oh. Because it's adorable. That's the reason. And then this Friday is actually a very special day for me. Why? It's our five-year anniversary. Oh, yay! And it happens on a Friday, and my husband has off, and I'm still on maternity leave, so Ooh, I'm off. Sweet! And what are you guys going to do? My friend Cody's going to babysit. Yay, Cody! <laughs> She's sitting behind us. She's looking at the baby. She's holding the baby, actually. I bet this is nice for you. You can do the podcast and... Not have my arm fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. No, but as of what we're actually going to do, I have no idea. We're okay. still trying to figure that out. All right. We've had, like... 15 different ideas, and we're trying to narrow it down to one, and right now it's at, like, 17. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. All right. Cool. Some good movies coming out. We'll see. All right. All right. Anyway, do you have a random fact for us? Oh, yeah. Let's see here. I'm going to read the very last fact in my book. A 13-year-old boy once found a tooth growing out of his left foot. It was his twin. Ew. No. Really? So a lot of times when people find like random bones growing out of like a part of their body, it's you had a twin in the womb that didn't make it and it got absorbed back into you. Yeah. And that's why like sometimes you'll see people with like moles or whatnot that actually like like hair or teeth growing out of them. It's because it was your twin that you reabsorbed back into your body. Gross. Fun medical fact. I'm not a medical person. (laughs) You work at a hospital. It's close enough. It's still fun facts. <laughs> All right. Our subject today is a spooky subject. 
I think it's spooky. My kids love it when I talk about this. It is going to be the black-eyed kids. See, I actually don't know anything about black-eyed kids. It's a great subject. You even told me about it, and I did no research. But does that surprise you? (laughs) Not at all. Okay. (laughs) That's all right. This is actually going to end up being a two-parter during this first episode that you will be hearing today. We are going to tell all stories. Okay. Lots and lots of stories. Next week, still going to tell some stories, but we're going to discuss what they are, why they're here, what do they want. I feel like at the end of this, I'm going to want to get, like, black contacts for my three-year-old for Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, if I'm putting those in his eye. I know, right? Maybe they'll do it for me. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That won't work because I won't be able to see because I'll have my glasses off for the actual, like, prank to work, but then I won't be able to see anything anyway. Yeah. And you can't trust a three-year-old to walk you around. Very true. We are going to start off this episode with a story. This story is by a man named Brian Bethel. Now, Brian, back in 1998, published a story on his blog about something that happened in his life. Now, back in the 90s, this was when, you know, the internet was finally becoming a part of people's homes. People were having their computers and the internet was starting to become a thing. Yeah, you can use the internet as long as you don't want to use your phone. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, since... This plat, this new platform was out. He thought he would put it out there for people to read and you know discuss. This actually happened a few years before he published it online. So it happened back in 1995-96, somewhere around there. Brian left his apartment in Abilene, Texas, around 9:30 at night, and that was January 16th. He left his house because he needed to go pay. Uh, a a bill. I don't know if it was a phone bill, an internet bill, some kind of a bill. On the way to go pay his bill, he stopped next to a movie theater. Using the glow of the movie theater lights, he was writing this check so he would be able to drop it in the drop box. As he is writing his check, he hears a knock on the window. And he saw two young boys. He thought the boys were around maybe 10, 14 years old. Somewhere around there. The first boy was slightly taller. He was wearing a pullover, a hooded shirt with a gray checked pattern jeans. And his skin was olive colored, had curly, medium length brown hair. The second boy had pale skin with maybe some freckles. He was acting more nervous than the first boy. He was dressed in a very similar manner, but his pullover was a light green color and his hair was uh, pale orange. By appearance, didn't look like they were related in any kind of way. Almost immediately, he knew something was not quite right. And he got this horrible sense of just, he was scared. He rolled down the window just, just ever so slightly so he could hear what they were saying. They wanted to see the new, the new movie that was out that was showing, but forgot their money. So instead of asking for money, the boys asked if he could drive them to their house so they could go get the money. Can you give us a ride? Brian was like, oh, what well, what movie are you guys wanting to go see? And it was the new Mortal Kombat movie that had just came out. But here's the weird thing. The Mortal Kombat movie had already started. In fact, it was almost probably halfway through 
he kind of looked at the movie times. I was like, the movie's already started. By the time we go to your house, get the money and come back, the movie's almost going to be over. Why are you trying to see this movie? It doesn't make any sense. And why would you go to a movie and try to get in when it's already started? I've done that a couple of times. Just yeah. for the fact, well, maybe it's because I just have horrible timing when I'm leaving my house. Oh, okay. But uh, then you don't have to watch all the credits. Yeah, but I like watching and all the, the commercials. That's the best part. Yeah. I love watching that stuff. All the commercials before the movie? Yeah, those are funny. See, I, I normally hate that. Oh. See, they just but recently with... started doing all the commercials. They didn't always do that. I was too young during that time to know, like, everything about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said 19, what, 80? 1995 or 6-ish. So I was, like, four or five years old. Yeah, but I was... So I wasn't even going to movies yet. Yeah. Okay, either way. They showed previews, but they didn't really do, like, the commercials. Okay. See, I'd be more down for the previews, but the commercials they do nowadays, that's what I'm buying my popcorn. Either way. So they asked, can you give us a ride? He's nervous. He's hesitating. But the bo- the boy continued to try to get him to, you know, let him in the car. They're like, come on, man. Come on, mister. We want to go to our house. Come on, mister. Let us in. We're just two boys. Come on, mister. Let us in. We can't get into your car until you until you let us. Ryan found himself hovering over to unlock the door to let them in without even realizing that he was doing it. He finally was like, ah, oh, crap, what am I doing? After catching his hands, he looks back at the kids. And that's when he realizes that the kids' eyes were solid black. No whites, no pupil, the whole thing. Once the kids realized that he saw their eyes, instead of just being like coaxing and trying to get him to open the door, he gets angry. And the kid's like, you know, banging on the window to let us in. Let us in then. He started the car and he just drove away. I'm getting more chills. These things are creepy. You don't realize how many of these stories that I have read. And even at work, I'm scared. (laughs) They're creepy. And it makes me feel very uneasy. So he, he, he went home. He left the boys where he found them, and he left. Didn't even pay his bill. <laughs> but he needed to. So from that story, you kind of sort of get what they are. I could see that they'd be creepy, and the first thing that pops to my head is demons. Yes. But I like I wasn't totally creeped out by that story. Like, I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. And being a mom, I probably yelled at the boys for trying to get in the car for a, a random person that they don't know. Like, come on. Seriously? Even in the 1990s, you don't want to do that. No. But, um, yeah, I think that the black eyes are kind of weird. Okay. I'd like to actually see one myself. Well, that might be more possible since you are learning about them. Yay! <laughs> that seems to be one of the things that people talk about, is if you know about the black-eyed kids, you have a higher probability of encountering them so now that you're learning maybe you'll get to you know be scared of them (laughs) okay we'll see okay explaining black-eyed kids what they are is they look like normal human kids normally between the ages of 6 and 16 are they redhead boys not all of them not all of them they'll either have pale skin all colored skin honestly they come in all shapes and sizes The only thing that is the same about them is they have completely black eyes. People who are normally people who are in close, close quarters with the black eyed kids being very close to them will get a feeling of unease. 
or fear. Nothing about the kids' appearance are very frightening, but they're still reported feeling some kind of an anxiety just being around them. Already. Sometimes, not in all cases, but sometimes people will report that the black-eyed kids wear clothes that are maybe slightly out of date. All right. Or just extremely bland. Nothing that really stands out normally. So no dinosaur costumes. No dinosaur costumes. No costumes at all. So the black-eyed kids always ask for something. Whether it involves going into your house to use the phone or getting a ride in your car or just they just need to have permission to get into your stuff. They need to get in, but they always need permission. Are they vampires? That's another theory. Earliest sighting, obviously, what we just talked about was Brian Bethel of 95-96, but that's not even technically the earliest His was the first known story to hit the internet. More stories started coming out after that. So the first thing people think of about black-eyed kids, they think maybe, like you said, they're vampires or they're demons or maybe they're aliens. You and your aliens. Hey, it could happen. Chicken people. (laughs) They don't look like chickens. So I've got quite a few stories to go through. A lot of them, a lot of these stories are going to be, they're going to be similar, but they're fun regardless. That's because they all have to have permission to get in. Well, yes, but they're still fun. Okay, here's a nice little short one. Moraine at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. And this was in November of 2009. And he was living near the barracks. He and he was alone in his room one evening. He was watching a movie when a knock came at the door. He thought it was his roommate who maybe forgotten his key. And he opened it without hesitation. When he did, though, he saw two small children standing outside. Do they always come in pairs? It's either one or two. Sometimes people have said that they've seen more than that. But but generally, it's normally either one or two kids. So this one was two kids. He doesn't explain how old the kids were, but young children. As soon as he saw him. He said he was just filled with dread and he had the impulse to slam the door. Honestly, you're expecting to see your roommate and instead you see two small kids. I'd be a little scared. I don't know if I'd necessarily be scared. I'd be startled. I'm like, I'd be startled. I'm like, okay, what are you doing and how can I help you? (laughs) Like, why are you at my door? Yeah. Well, before he slammed the door... He looked at the kids and realized that they both had jet black eyes. And despite him being scared, you know, he's a, he's a Marine. He's tough. I'm not going to comment on uh-huh. that. <laughs> he, he asked the children what they wanted. And then they responded while staring straight at him that they were cold outside and they wanted to come inside and read. Random. Uh There's a library down the street. (laughs) And he realized that there was no one else within sight. The kids were all by themselves. They took a step towards him. He got freaked out even more. And he literally did slam the door in their faces. The knocking continued. They kept knocking on the door even after he slammed the door. In addition to rattling from his windows. And before the noises stopped... 
the children appeared to be gone. So he, he did question a few people in the neighborhood to see, okay, I, did you see these kids? Like, did something like this happen to you? And no one saw or heard anything strange. It was only him. So I thought that one was a little creepier. That's all right. I don't think, I didn't think that one was super duper creepy, but you know. It would have creepier if they were wrapping on his windows and he was on like the second or third floor. That would have been creepier. Okay. Like the first floor, it's like whatever. Yeah. Right, because they can just walk around and knock on your window. But at that point, like, just go to the library. You know, go call a cab. This next one's just for you, Taryn. Yay! This woman, she's in her early 20s, just moved into her apartment, and she was coming home at night from her work at the grocery store. Walmart? I don't know, just at a grocery store. Darn. (laughs) So she's walking up the flight of steps to get to her apartment. And she keeps hearing these kids laughing and then whispering. You know, they're kids. Whatever. She lives in the apartment. That's happening in your house right now. I know. But I have kids. But she's living, again, she's living in an apartment building. So, and and she's new to the apartment building. You know, there might be kids there. It was kind of late. So she thought it was a little weird. But she ignored it and walked into her apartment. Where she lives on the third floor. She was getting ready to open up the balcony door because it was really kind of hot in the apartment. She was going to open up the balcony, get some air moving in there. She walked over to the door, pulled up the blinds, and two kids are staring back at her. I mean, imagine that. You're up alone. That would definitely make me jump. Third story. Blinds up. Kids! All right. She screamed, obviously. Backed away. Smashed her leg into the table. You know. The scared stuff. At least she didn't fall into the table. (laughs) Yeah. Both the kids were in very plain clothes. Blue jeans. Green shirt. The older kid touched the sliding door and said, Hey, miss, can you let us in? Let us in. The younger one just kept looking around and just, just stared at her. Finally, she was able to say, How did you get on my balcony? You know, three stories up. How do you get up there? Most balconies, depending on the apartment, would have the stairs outside for, you know, fire escape or whatnot. That is true. And, you know, if the kids are anything like me when I was a kid, you just, you know, climb up the wall. Climb up a three-story wall? Well, maybe not three stories, but, like, when they have the bricks just wide enough to where you can get your fingers and your toes no, in them. No, I'm good with that. Up. Yeah, no, my mom yelled you. at me say it, like, five feet up. Yeah. She made me come back down. <laughs> She walked to the door and noticed how excited the older older one got because she was moving closer to the door. And he goes, can you let us in? She wasn't thinking. She unlocked the door, but then looked up into their eyes and noticed that they were completely black. Very quickly locked the door and told them she had to call the police because the door was jammed and it wouldn't unlock. She called the police And the entire time she was waiting on the police, the older boy kept going, please let us in. Please let us in. Let us in. I mean, at least he's polite. I guess. Police arrived about an hour later, came in, walked to the balcony. When they opened the door, nothing was there. They looked down and saw two children were running in the parking lot away from the building. The police took a report and said they had to have had help getting up there. 
since there was no way to get up there. So they were going to question the neighbors. But nothing ever really came out of it. Whatever helped him get up there would have to help him get back down. Yes, it would. My question is, is what happens if you let the black-eyed kids in? Okay. Story of that. Yes, there is. Oh, uh-oh. It's like you, you keep trying to freak me out with like these black-eyed kids at your door. It's like, okay, what happens when they get into your house or your car or your space? I want to kind of end on that one. So we'll read a few of the other ones okay. first. I want to end on that one. But there is one instance of someone letting them in. All right. They live to tell the tale. All right. This is one of the older ones. So this is a report of something happening back in 1950. So as the stories are coming out, people are starting to feel more comfortable in telling their stories. So that may have happened back in the day. So this was back in 1950 in Virginia. And this actually concerns a 16-year-old boy known as Harold. We don't know Harold's last name. He was walking home one afternoon when he came across another boy leaning against a fence. Harold attempted to speak to him, but didn't get any response. He was about to walk off and go on with his life when the strange boy suddenly spoke to Harold and said, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me to your house. It was then that Harold noticed that the boy's eyes were completely black. Something even stranger happened. He began to contemplate turning and running home. When the boy blurted out, now don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. So Harold ran away as fast as he could all the way home. He ran inside, told his parents, which you tell your parents something like that. Sometimes you wouldn't think they'd believe it, believe you. Yeah, this kid with black eyes told me to take him. I guess that depends on the house. kid. So if I have a kid that like, likes to tell me random <laughs> stories all the time, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, a black-eyed kid talk to you. Sure. But then if it's my kid that, you know, never does, like, never stretches the truth. For the most part, I mean, kids do. But mm-hmm. never truly stretches the truth. And it's like, everything he tells you, every story he tells you, it's on point. And he comes up to me and goes, Mom, I saw a kid with black eyes. He creeped me out. I'd probably pay attention. Yeah. I guess it depends on the kid, you know? Well, Harold's parents believed him. Harold's dad especially believed him so much that he grabbed his gun and went out looking for this kid. I mean, that is kind of a threat, though. You you don't even ask. It's a demand. You're gonna take me to your house. Yeah, so it's, I could see a kid being freaked I could see anybody being freaked out about that. Yeah, no, I'm good. His mother actually believed him so much he thought that her son had an encounter with the devil himself. Maybe. She was probably a super religious kind of lady. And who knows? Maybe it was. I don't know. This one freaked me out. They all freaked me out. When I, no. This one definitely. This happened back in 2012 in Northeast Louisiana. Also in November. A lot of these stories seem to happen in November. Well, it makes sense. I think about it. So you try, you, you have this ruse of trying to get into the house or into a car. Mm-hmm. In the middle of summer, you just walk home. You're fine. Right? Yes. Now it's chilly. It's the end of fall. Winter's about to start. A lot of people, a lot of women would be, oh, the poor kid. Let me help you out. You know, mm-hmm. before they notice anything weird about the kid. 
So I think their ruse is more likely to happen, like be more successful in colder weather when people are like, oh, I have to call the cops, but let me let you into your warm while I'm waiting for the cops to show up. Okay. Or, yeah, let me give you a ride home because it's snowing outside because it's November, depending on where you're at. That makes sense. Because there's quite a few of them, so it seems, yeah, uh, November, October, like a lot of it happened in October, it's too. It's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I come in? It's some cold. Can I use your phone to call my mom because I'm cold? That does make sense. So then in November 2012, in Louisiana. Also, this is in Louisiana. How cold can it be? People say the same thing about Nevada. <laughs> I guarantee you it gets pretty cold there. Oh, it's fine. There is a, a man. He was working at a gas station. It was uh, off of a highway, and he was the only one there. It was around 3 a.m. He was going about his normal duties when the power all of a sudden went out. Plunged the whole place into darkness. So he got out his phone and used it as a flashlight so he could see. Made his way to the backup generator, got it on, backup lighting came on. But unfortunately, when the, the lighting came on, it was only the parking lot and the hall to the register. Just whatever, it's backup lighting. The rest of the gas station was in complete darkness. Now, the area had experienced some heavy winds, so it wasn't, like, super unexpected that the power would go out. But then he saw something moving at the edge of the darkness. He watched for several minutes, eventually making out what looked like three children riding on bikes at 3 a.m. Almost as soon as he noticed them, they stopped, and two of them ran off their bikes and made their way over to the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood staring at him. Now, he was a little bit unsettled, but he wasn't too overly concerned. He made his way over to the door, opened it, and asked the two kids if they were okay, and and you know, saying it was kind of late for you guys to be out here. Shouldn't you be going home? The younger, she looked, she looked like a younger girl asked if she could use his phone. So he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So he handed her his cell phone. Hold on. Why wouldn't you just hand him like the, the store phone? Cause they weren't in the store. But so you don't have to ask permission to come into a store. It's not like it's this private space. It's no, but store. it's awfully dark in there. So either way, he's, she has to use a phone, so he had his cell phone on. It's 2012, Tara. Who hmm. uses a landline? My parents! <laughs> in 2019, <laughs> use a landline. Either way, he had his cell phone on him, so, like, here, use my cell phone. She looked him dead in the eyes, and just, I can just hear Taryn doing this. And she said, no, I need the real one. <laughs> <laughs> She points over to the landline. I did not read ahead. Just so you guys know. I got too busy trying to mess with the baby to read ahead. So I did not know that was coming. So at this point, he's finally pretty darn freaked out. He pushes the door shut, locks it, and shouting, because, you know, scared, he shouted to the girl, just go home. You should definitely just go home. The kids stared at the attendant through the window for a moment longer before turning around, getting on their bikes, and riding off into the darkness. 
The following morning, he told his boss about the incident and asked if he could go back and look at the tapes. Well, there were no tapes because the power went out and the backup didn't power the security tapes. This story comes from a man named Jake. Jake did not want to give his last name, so this is just Jake. Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. (laughs) This is Jake from State Farm. (laughs) Jake was very interested in the phenomenon of the Black Eyed Kids. He embarked on a little experiment. And he wanted to prove that either they didn't exist or they just weren't that scary. Thank you, Jake. Jake is Taryn's soulmate. No, just a good friend. Just a good friend. You don't have to be romantically involved with your soulmate. I have a soulmate. Yourself? She already friend zoned. (laughs) Jake has been friend zoned. Like, I've never even seen his face and he's in the friend zone. Uh, (laughs) All right. So he did a lot of research on the Black Eyed Kids, such as I am doing, and noticed that you cannot find Black Eyed Kids. The Black Eyed Kids find you. He came up with a plan. He put up an anonymous ad on Craigslist, and it read, Black Eyed Kids, I am not afraid of you. I want to meet you. 9 p.m. Wednesday. The park bench on the corner of 3rd and Washington. Show me why I'm wrong and I should be afraid. So he's challenging the black eyed kids. Do you blame him? I don't blame him at all. I mean, I do. Just reading these stories, I got a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. This one in particular gave me a horrible feeling. All right. I'm waiting. That's fine. It may not give you a horrible feeling, but it did me. I feel like I'm the skeptical of this. You are, which is Okay. We'll get into that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. The bench was like a block from his apartment. So every Wednesday, walk down there to see if anyone or anything came by. Now, he didn't usually go sit on the bench because, you know, weirdos. Put a Craigslist ad out there. He's not going to go sit on the bench. Why not? <laughs> what kind of weirdos Come are going to show up? Come on, Jake. And according to Jake, yes, a bunch of weirdos did kind of show up. But no kids. No black eyed kids came around. So this went on for about six months. Then he stopped posting the ad. The same week that he stopped posting that ad, he got a knock on his door. Sitting on his couch, it's a little after 9 p.m. Doesn't know how to explain it, but the second that he heard the knock, skin went ice cold. He knew who it was. Just on that instance, since... He already felt scared. He managed to get up and open the door. And there was one kid. About nine years old. Olive skin, dark hair. Solid black eyes. And he said, can I come in? And of course he responded with, no. (laughs) And he started to close the door. And the boy said, we missed you at the park tonight. When he stopped closing the door, looked at him. And then realized that they had been watching him the whole time. The boy smiled. And Jake mustered up everything he could and pushed the door closed and then locked it. As soon as the door shut, 
he realized that he hadn't been breathing. So he, you know, was like, <gasps> started breathing. Love the sound effects. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sat back against the wall facing the door when he hears. The boy was still there and waiting. It took him at least an hour to move from the door or away from the door. And he couldn't sleep that night or the next night. He was just having nightmares of that boy. And he has been afraid ever since. And he will never, ever, ever again challenge them. This is why Jake is in the fence out. <laughs> I really hope you have one of these. I, I will really let you know. Want it to happen. If this happens to me, I will let you Don't know. Let but them I, in. you realize I'm it's very... going to happen because it's almost October. It's October. It's October. October. It's November. It's going to be Halloween. There's actually quite a few stories that happened on Halloween. Oh, well, I'm not staying in Terrence. No, no. You yeah, go you home. You plans. stay in your home. I'm I not. Have other plans. They better not come over to my house. So I'll send them your way. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Well, Heather's not doing trick-or-treating, so there's that. <laughs> well, Heather normally trick goes trick-or-treating with Taryn and her kids. No, no, no. So. But she's not happen. having them to her house trick-or-treating. Mm. I, no. I don't have trick-or-treating. Her porch in my house. Her porch light will um, be porch off. Light will be off. <laughs> if anyone knocks on my door, even if it is you, I'm not answering. <laughs> Oh. You go away. Okay. I'm going to go to Amazon right now. I'm going to order some black no. contacts. Yes, let's see how much these are. You're not a child. It's not going to scare me that much. Oh, I have I have plenty of nieces. No. <laughs> oh, I have a niece that would do this. No. Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely I'm texting not. her right I'm now. I'm not answering the door. It's oh. not going to happen. We're this, like, January. No, no, no. I'm not going to answer. Okay. Do you want to hear what happens if you let them in? Hold on, I gotta find out how much oh, this is. Geez. Definitely. Okay, so all the contacts that you can buy for making your eyes look black, they don't actually make the entire eye look black because then you wouldn't be able to see anything. Good. Darn. So, ha! Darn. That makes me kind of sad. Anyway, well, that does prove that the kids aren't wearing contacts. That's true. Anyway, what happens when you let them in? Okay. There is a woman who actually did let the kids in and after everything happened she decided to write everything out and she sent it on to i think some kind of a news media but anyways here it is this is what she wrote i'm gonna read it for her let you me have to use an accent no but she might not have an accent she's probably just a little old lady perfect <laughs> I'm not going to read it like that. <laughs> oh, darn. All right. Let me start out by saying that I know how hard this all will be to believe. But now that things have taken a turn for the worse, I started looking for stories similar to mine and found weak and weird. Huh, this is where it must have. That's where she sent it. I feel like I should share the story with someone and your website seems like the right place. I made the mistake of letting the black-eyed kids inside. And now I'm worried that I might die because of it. I hope this will be a warning to everyone who is ever in the position to make the same mistake that I did. I love how you make eye contact with, <laughs> with me as you say that. You need this this the most. Because <laughs> I'm the skeptic in the room. Yes, exactly. You need it the most. Okay. <laughs> 
I lived just outside of a small town in Vermont. It's a tight-knit community where everyone knows one another, and people don't lock their doors at night. There's never been any need to. A little over a year ago, I woke up because I heard a loud banging on my front door. At the time, my husband and I lived in a small house on a dirt road just off the rural route into town. It was the middle of a snowstorm, and the nearby hills get very slippery in the snow, so I thought someone might have been in an accident and broken down. It's happened before. When I looked out the window, I could see that there were footprints in the snow that had come from our road and onto our driveway, but there was no car anywhere. The snow was still covering the road, and no one had driven on it for at least a couple of hours. Our front door was obscured from the window, but I could see that someone was standing there. I wasn't sure what to think, so I woke my husband up just to feel safer. While I was telling him what was going on, the banging on the door started again, and my husband went to answer it while I stood in the hallway. When he opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow, looking toward the ground. There were a boy and a girl, and could not have been more than eight years old. They were dressed strangely and had odd haircuts. The girl's hair was very long and straight, and the boy had a dated haircut that looked almost like a bowl cut. They were dressed for winter, and my first thought was that they must have been Mennonite children. But as far as I know, there had never been a large community of Mennonites in the area. Thinking back on it, I know that my normal reaction to seeing children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside and bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa. But that's not how this felt. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. Let us in. My husband looked at me like, what do I do? And I asked the kids where the parents were. They'll be here soon, is all that they said. It was around two o'clock in the morning at this point, so the only reasonable thought in my head was that there must have been an accident or these kids got lost. As much as my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did it anyway. I went to the kitchen to make some hot cocoa, while my husband took them into the living room. While I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the kids. He asked them if they were okay, where they came from, how far they walked, if their parents' car was broken down, you know, normal stuff. But all they answered was, Our parents will be here soon. They spoke in a sing-songy voice. They weren't afraid to be in a stranger's home at all, which is weird for kids, I think, without their parents present. I guess it depends on the kid. I could see how the majority of the kids would be afraid being in a stranger's house. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're outside in a snowstorm and you're cold and you need help, then... I don't know. I think I would still need. be weird in a stranger's place. Probably. Mm-hmm. You would be in the corner, very quiet, asking for a phone Thanks. to call somebody. Yes, I would. And I'd be the one drinking the hot cocoa, going, talking Hi. to them, getting information, <laughs> telling them what happened, and also calling for help. Sure. And these kids, you know, our parents will be here soon. <laughs> Creepy. I started to notice that our cats, they had four cats, were all hiding except for their cat named Pigeon. Normally, our cats are very curious and friendly, and we have to be careful that they don't run out the door when we leave. 
This time, none of them even tried to see who was here, which I thought was very strange. All of the hair on Pigeon's neck was standing up and his tail was puffed up while he looked into the living room. That's what cats look like when they're scared. <laughs> when I bent, bent down to pet him and see what was wrong, he hissed and started growling and backed up until he had to hide himself under the kitchen island. When I walked back into the living room, the kids were sitting on the couch as still as can be, but my husband was holding his head in his hands. I asked him what was wrong, and he said that he felt very dizzy all of a sudden, but that he was fine. I turned back to the children to give them their cocoa, but when they looked at me, I gasped. It took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and run away. When they looked at me, their eyes were completely black. They had no whites, just giant black eyes. When they saw that I was scared, they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom. I tried to be as composed as I could be, showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together, and I hurried back to my husband to ask him if he had seen their eyes. He had seen them and said that it looked like his brother's badly bruised eyes after a car accident. I never knew someone's eyes could be bruised. Like around it. Like I know around it, but their eye? Like their I guess if it's like eye? so swollen, like so bruised, it can be kind of swollen to where all you see is people. Then if there aren't any kind of drugs and the people's like swollen up. Oh, maybe. So if they've got black eyes while on drug, like swollen, black eye as in like punched car accident black eye mm-hmm. with being on drugs. And I can see how it would be very small whites with yeah, black looking. I, I could see that. We were in the middle of talking about whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed. He'd never had nosebleeds as long as I had known him. I just knew inside myself that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom, and I started crying while I ran to get my husband some tissues. That's when the power went out. I heard my husband yell my name from the living room, As I started to walk back through the hallway, I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children were standing at the end of the hallway. They weren't moving, and I had never been so scared in my whole life. They just stood there in the dark. After what felt like forever, the boy said, Our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. My husband jumped up to go close it and almost fell over. We looked out the window and saw two men standing by a black car idling at the end of our driveway. The men looked like they were wearing black colored suits and were very tall, at least six feet. When my husband waved at them, they just stared at us, got into the car and drove off. Our power came on about half an hour later, but nothing was the same after that. Over the next few months, three of our cats went missing. We can only assume that they ran away somewhere and never came back. But the worst thing was coming home to find Pigeon in a puddle of blood on the living room floor. He looked like he had been vomiting blood. The vet told us that he had some kind of hemorrhage. After my husband's nosebleeds became regular occurrence, we went to see the doctor. 
He didn't know what to make of it other than dry nasal passages. But my husband was diagnosed with an aggressive skin cancer. When the doctor asked us if he used tanning beds, we both thought he was joking. But apparently this kind of melanoma is linked to overuse of indoor tanning. The doctors think he will recover, but don't understand how it got so bad so quickly. My husband has never worked an outdoor job and spends relatively little time in the sun. Since we let black-eyed kids inside our home, I've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds on a regular basis. I've had other issues, which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say that I am suddenly in the worst condition of my life and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I let the black-eyed children into my home. We've told everyone we could about the strange kids that showed up that night, but no one else saw them, and some laugh about how scared we were of the Mennonite kids. But we know what we saw. I wish my husband had never opened the door. So that's what'll happen if you let them in, Taryn. So you get cancer and bloody noses and things just fall apart. And maybe your dogs will go missing. I think my dogs would probably try to eat them. Or they'll die of a hemorrhage. they try to eat them first. I don't know. A lot of the other stories that I have read, some of them have had dogs. And most of the dogs that were explained were very friendly dogs. They're not very aggressive dogs. And that seemed like they were aggressive when the children showed up, but then ran and hid. Because, you know, screw this. See, Mr. Biscuit. You know Mr. Biscuit. I know Mr. Biscuit. He's super friendly. He is. I love Biscuit. I have seen him be aggressive towards people twice. Why? Well, one was an ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. And when I first introduced him to my dog, my dog hated him. (laughs) Turns out it was probably a good reason. Yeah. Because he was an ass. Yeah. And then the second time, it was another guy that I was really interested in. Biscuit growled at him, and I told him to get out of my house. (laughs) So then that kind of, that kind of helps me cement that idea that dogs know what the hell they're talking about. Yes. So if, if black eyed kids are real and they do come to my house and my dogs growl at them, I'll just close my door. <laughs> okay. Good. Bye guys. Like, okay. Find your way home. Listen to your dogs. Go. I always listen Fine. to my dogs. My dogs know all. <laughs> Especially Mr. Bisky. Mm. That was just a lot of stories about black eyed kids. And next week, we are going to get into the whole, what are these? That's the part that I like. Yeah, the whole, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go the skeptical route. We're going to go in all sorts of different directions with that. So it's going to be good, guys. And if you have any thoughts on the matter of what are these things, please let us know. Be ready for some tangents. (sighs) Yeah, so many things, but it's okay, guys. It's going to be fun. Taryn, tell us a joke so I can move on with my life and not be so scared because it's dark out right now. It is dark out. It's fantastic. <laughs> so because you had to do the last book, last random fact in your book, yes. I'm going to do the first joke in my book. Sweet. And I'll tell you why I think this is so hilarious. What is the best time to go to the dentist? When? 2.30. <laughs> I think this is really funny because your random fact was was not a tooth. tooth. (laughs) So is my joke. First joke, 
Last fact. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go and lock all my doors <laughs> and just hide under the blankets. Okay. When my son wakes me up at like two o'clock in the morning, I'm just gonna come over to your house and no. like, knock. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm gonna go home because I'm gonna be dead asleep and I won't hear you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, wait till it's like five o'clock in the morning when you're getting ready for work. Oh, I don't. I'm not even up then. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Thanks, guys. Let us know how we're doing and love you. Bye. The existence of this.